Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. So we are here to thank and appreciate the thousands of volunteers in our ministry. I mean, sometimes people think this is a one-man show. It's actually very funny for me because I sometimes are bored out of my mind. That's why I'm always planting churches somewhere else because we have capable staff and home cell leaders, thousands of people that do the ministry. So half the time I sit bored and that's a good thing I have to plan about taking new territory. And one of our major new projects will be in Cape Town um, where we are going to do something significant and I myself will be involved and lead that project. So ministry would never happen without the faithful service of God's people showing up every Sunday. I thank you for every prayer you pray. I thank you for every financial contribution you have made. I thank you for the homes that you open every week to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. I want you to know it matters that you care about other people. This week when I was in Uppington and we had five and a half thousand people, they one and a half thousand people get saved. Uh, we had from the wealthiest and literally the wealthiest farmer in the region got saved. Um, and it's irrelevant, Dr. Vian invited him. And uh, I was saying something while I was preaching. I said, even if you own half the land next to the Orange River, and that man was sitting there and he got saved gloriously as did many people. And I saw again the power of the gospel and what this is all about, that we are to present the gospel to everybody with love, with kindness and with grace. And never forget the church is a hospital where people come to be healed. We cannot expect people to be healed when they show up. We are a hospital, a spiritual hospital, and that means everybody is welcome. But I'll tell you this, Uppington did it more for me than I did for Uppington because when I saw the brokenness and how people were weeping at the altar, women broken, and I realized what people are going through, and I realized again, this is not the time for pious Christianity and for piety and religiosity. This is the time to get our hands dirty and to heal people that are broken and depressed, people that are suffering out there with every issue that you can imagine. And that is our mission as a church, and we are never gonna stop in Jesus' name. I tell you, I had women come to me. That's why Jesus took a lot of time with women because I saw, uh, 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 excuse me for or saying colored community, but seeing in our colored community the brokenness among the women and um, almost a community that struggles with where do we fit in, the highest alcohol abuse in that area. And we want to fight about church doctrine while people are hurting. I mean, from the day that service, the next day in the place I stayed, people were thanking, people were crying. That wealthy man said to Vian Standard Doctor, he said, it's the first time in 52 years I heard the gospel preached like this, that God loves me in spite of me and that I can come to Jesus Christ just as I am with all the money in the world, it doesn't matter. I don't need to earn the love of God or I don't have to perform for God's acceptance. Come on, shout amen. God loves you. So thank you for your acts of kindness. And let's never lose the heart of what that is all about. People walking here broken, confused, messed up. 
They need our love and unconditional acceptance before we can ever talk about change. You cannot expect somebody to repent that has not experienced the love of Jesus Christ. So thank you for pouring yourself into others when you need to be poured into yourself. I know what that's like, but I've also learned he who refreshes others will be refreshed himself. And it is more blessed to give than to receive. Thank you for being faithful when others weren't. Thank you for serving when facing your own battles. Some of my pastors are facing battles that none of you are aware of. I think Pastor Andre Lombard and Pietro haven't slept one single night in how many years? 19 years. Because they have to watch their children 24-7 and yet they will run. When somebody calls, they will run and they will be there for those people no matter how much they are hurting or how they are suffering. They will always put a smile on their face and be there for somebody else. I salute you, all my pastors, all my staff, for serving God's people relentlessly in love while you are facing your own battles. One of my pastors lost his baby, fell off the counter. I was there when the child died and uh, he had to get up two weeks later and preach hope to other people. That's why our message goes way beyond our personal experiences to what we believe. And while we hurt, we heal the hurts in other people. Because when we hurt, we understand the hurt in the world. And sometimes when life gives you a curved ball, you will learn more about God in that difficult time. And you will learn that God's grace will keep you strong. So I salute you this morning for being strong and for being vigilant after this COVID hellish pandemic that you continued to believe, to pray, to give and to love people that are suffering emotionally more than ever we have seen in our world. Let's not stop loving CRC. Let's not stop loving everybody CRC. Let's not stop welcoming people every week when they come into our midst. A beautiful poem wrote by Susan Jevons says, I've seen hands like these before, in every size and color, hands that are parched and withered, strong hands, tired hands, hands that can bear any load, hurting hands that are calloused and bent, yet these hands can be gentle as a kitten's paw, ready and able to hold and heal. I've seen hands like this before, Caring hands that teach and guide, encourage and praise. Motherly hands, nurturing, holding, rocking, gently disciplining without harming. By the way, not just your children, but the broken children out there in the world without parents. Hands always willing to reach out and help their fellow man. Hands always ready to volunteer and serve the hurts in others. I know we cannot all do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Love is a fruit in season at all times and within the reach of every mind, Mother Teresa. Prayer in action is love, love in action is service. And listen to what she says and I believe what she says. And by the way, when I spoke about prayer last Sunday, don't misunderstand, 
what I say when I say certain things. I thank God for the intercessors and for the prayers that pray for me in the Holy Ghost. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' Name. She says, I used to believe that prayer changes things, but now I know that prayer changes us and we change the world. She says, a life not lived for others is not a life at all. Being unwanted, unloved, uncared for, forgotten by everybody. I think that is a much greater hunger, a much greater poverty than a person who has nothing to eat. The greatest disease in the West is not TB or leprosy. It is feeling unwanted. Listen, that's why we see all these things move because people are rejected by Christians. Unloved, uncared for. We can cure physical disease with medicine. But the only cure for loneliness and hopelessness is the unconditional love of God and God's acceptance. There are many in the world who are dying for a piece of bread, but there are many more dying for a little love. And I saw this week in Uppington, those people didn't need a religious message. They just needed somebody to look at them and say to them, listen man, God loves you. God loves you. I, don't, you, I know you've sold your body to put food on the table and, 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 and there's no justification for that. But I want to tell you that Jesus loves you. And I saw people break and I saw people weep and I felt the pain of people. And I realized again, this is why we do what we do. We are here to bring healing to people that are broken and messed up by this world system. Come on, say amen in Jesus' name. Sad thing when we turn Christianity into a religion. Because when there's religion, there's no love and compassion. The poverty in the West is a different kind of poverty. It is not only a poverty of loneliness, but also of spirituality. There is no greater hunger than the hunger for God, even in those who do not know it. And finally, she says, at the end of life, we will not be judged by how many diplomas we have received, how much money we have made, how many great things we have done. We will be judged by the words of Jesus Himself who said, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was naked and you clothed me. I was homeless and you took me in. Matthew 25, we know Jesus speaking, not a parable, but how will be on that day when He separates the goats and the sheep. And the difference is between what we do for our fellow human being. Not what we do for ourselves and for our own family, but for what we do for our neighbour, the one that is not like us. That is exactly what Jesus came to do, to teach us how to love the unloved, how to uplift those that are downtrodden by society, how to accept those who are not worthy of acceptance, how to go beyond the norms and the rules of religion that can never change a human heart. The only remedy for sin in this world is the Gospel, the antidote for the confused generation, the antidote for a loveless generation, the antidote for sin, for crime, 
is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And may I say again that the central theme of the gospel is love, love, love. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Come on. If you love Jesus today, give Him a praise. I know you do. I mean, I won't forget. I was an 18-year-old boy walking into a service with a hangover, feeling unwanted, undeserving, bearing this burden of sin, guilt, and shame. Never put my foot in a church, but thank God when I walked in church that morning, I didn't hear, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, because I used to stand in church, and every week I would hear, I experienced God's love. And I'll tell you what will change people in this world. What will change people that are confused and struggling is being loved by God, loved, 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 loved again because God will love you into submission. He will not beat you into submission. He will not knock you into submission because God is love and there's no greater love than Jesus Himself. Say Amen today. So let's never forget when we work with people, we keep kids' gloves on. I tell my staff all the time, work with the people with kids' gloves. Treat people with mercy and with grace. Treat them better than they deserve. Don't point out their sin. Point out the solution, the remedy. If a cancer patient shows up in hospital, you don't talk about his cancer. You diagnose it, but then you talk about the remedy and you focus on the remedy, which is the glorious light of the Gospel, which is the only power that can transform our hearts and our minds. So we want everybody perfect, but none of us are. And it's only as people encounter God's love again and again that they will change by God's power. Not by your rules and regulations, but by God's love. For Paul writes in Romans, after he says the tone in Romans 1, he says, Oh, you despise the forbearance and the goodness of God, for it is the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. God loving you when you don't deserve it. God being kind to you when you don't deserve it. God being merciful to you when you need judgment. It's not the God we serve. So bring your friends back to church. Bring the unwanted, bring the unloved, bring the uncared. Bring those who are struggling with whatever they are struggling with. There is only one place for them to be and that's in the presence of God because God will heal them and God will deliver them. There is no greater power than the love of God. Say Amen in Jesus' Name. So in Matthew 25, Jesus uses the story and He says in verse 35, Then the King will say to those on His right hand, Come you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave to me. Let's not criticize the woman with the baby at the robot. Because nobody chooses to be there. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in? Or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick? or in prison and come to you. And the King will answer and say to them, listen, assuredly I say to you, in as much as you did it 
to one of the least. Sometimes people want to say to me, oh, somebody very important is coming to church and I quickly correct my pastors and I say, what makes them important? Every human being is important. Every human being, they may have no money or they may have a 10 billion rand. I said, every human being is important. Every human being is significant because they created in the image of God. Say amen, because it's the truth. In as much as you've done it to the least, the forgotten ones, the abandoned ones, the downtrodden ones, <laughs> we just don't get it because James talks about people that are full of pride and pompous and like the best seats in, in, in the synagogues, etc., etc., but they have no love and compassion for people. And he talks about a Pharisee that stands before the altar and he, and he cries and he says to God, I think I'm not like this man. I give my tithe. I do this. I do this. I do this. I keep the law. I'm perfect. I'm pleasing unto you, God. And the other man beats his chest, will not look up to heaven. He cries out and he says, God, I'm not worthy even to look upon you. And he's a sinner. And Jesus says, which of the two went away justified? Not the one who lives. I've got it all together because none of us have. We all need God's grace. You need God's grace for tomorrow. You need God's grace for next week. You need God's grace to finish this race. Come on in Jesus' Name. That's why we can never give up on anybody. Listen, and I'm talking to those who have never given up on anybody. And I wanna ask you, keep on praying for those people that seem that they've turned their back on God. Keep on reaching out to your friends that seem that they want nothing to do with God. Keep on loving even where you feel people don't deserve it. I thank God for allowing you to use Him in your life. You will never know what your prayers do. You will never know what the acts of kindness, the impact of that has on other people, especially on a child. An act of kindness to a child is never forgotten. At the same time, an act of meanness is never forgotten. All of us can think about our childhood years and those that were kind, and we can remember those relatives that were mean to us, right? And all the in-between we don't remember, but we remember the few, because it's always only a few, that were kind and loved us when we should not have been loved. And then we have a list of people that we just mean and vicious. Don't be part of that list where you just write people off or a list where you demean people or a list where you put people down. Be on the list where people that leave your presence are better off. People feel inspired. People feel encouraged. People feel loved in Jesus' name. Put dignity on people wherever you go. So thank you for displaying the attitude of Jesus, which is mercy and kindness. Thank you for always showing up Showing up in church sends a signal to your brother that he's feeling discouraged. Thank you for praying before the services during the week. Thank you for serving in season and out of season. This lady hiding behind this camera has been with me forever. I mean, you all forget COVID and you forget I was the pastor who fought for you, by the way, while everybody else had their churches closed. Uh, that's very weird for me. 
and help people run to people whose pastors were willing to close their churches and forget that we're the ones that were fighting for churches to be open. Yeah, then I was good enough. Then I was good enough. When I fought for your faith, I was good enough. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's not right. This thing is both ways. So um, the churches have only been open for five, four, five months from June. Remember, we forget quickly. And all I had was this camera and that camera. And I mean, she used to cheer me out. Now she's very proper because she has to stand here. And the other cameras were here. Husband was standing on this one camera. I can't see that for God bless my sight. Amen. Um, um, and we forget that for two and a half years, all I had to do was preach in this camera and preach in this camera and preach my heart out and the band sang their heart out and you sat at home and you got blessed. Come on, let's not forget. Let's not be so quick to forget those who blessed us, those who preached to us during this lockdown. Let's not be so quick to abandon those who fought for you and for your faith and for your children and for your children's children. Come on, CRC. Loyalty goes a very, very long, uh, uh, far place in Jesus' name. I want to say this to you. I have to close almost. No, I don't have to because I don't have to fly to Joburg today. So praise God. Uh, amen, they say. Those people in Johannesburg will see this service and they're not going to be happy with that amen. So she didn't mean that she doesn't want me there. All she meant was she'd rather want me here. <clears throat> so I want to say five things quickly. And then I'm going to sing a song. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. In Bloomington, I was in the band, by the way, when Lorraine was a member there. And I played the tambourine. I did. Because all you needed then was to sing three key notes. Alive, alive, alive forevermore. My Jesus is alive, alive forevermore. I live, I live, I live in my heart. Jesus live in my heart. Sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah, sing, sing, sing. Jesus live, I live in my heart. Anyone can do this, but I can't think what to do with the music. Come on, let's give them a big hand. Thank God, church, the music changed. It's not just... I mean, half the time I have to mime, I can't reach the notes. But I know they look at me and they think, why is the pastor not singing? <laughs> I want to say your service matters. Listen. And it's eternal impact on the lives of those you serve and minister to. So I know we're all tired, but don't just make up your mind to shutting your home cell or you're stepping out of a ministry. Because there are people attached to you. People that you are strengthening. Don't leave your post. Number two, by serving, you are demonstrating what Christianity is all about. That we love beyond ourselves. Like many of my pastors who I, I, I know under and then don't like me to highlight this. But I mean, the doctor said those children would not live past 15 years. And every day is a miracle. And every day they have to stand in faith. And yet one of the most committed people you will see is him. 
that runs for other people. When people just go, then he runs as a pastor. So be kind to your pastors. Be kind to your pastors. They serve you. They love you. Don't just get up and leave. Be kind. Be gentle with your pastors as well. Love your pastors as your pastors love you. Amen. I got the statistics in America. 85% of pastors fall out to the ministry. 50% of pastors almost quit every single year. Pastors are struggling with depression and discouragement because every time a member leaves, they have to face rejection, abandonment, serve people, love people, pray for them, and they're just up and out without saying a bye. It's not okay. It's not okay. You have a relationship with your pastor. Talk to your pastor. Pray for your pastor all over South Africa. They've been kind to you. They were there in your difficult times. They were there. there. They leave their families for you. Their wives sit at home. Their children sit at home so they can go visit you and help you through your problems. So when you're back on your feet, you don't just leave your pastor and abandon your church. That's not okay. Hear me very carefully. It's not okay. It's not okay. Number one reason pastors give for wanting to leave the ministry is because they say after we've given everything, people just up and out. So why do this? If people aren't going to show the same kind of commitment and loyalty back. And don't say, Pastor, you have your reward in heaven. It doesn't work like that. We are as relationship, relational as you, maybe more than you. That's why we are pastors. So Mark chapter 10 verse 45, the Bible says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give His life a ransom for many. John 15, 13, Jesus said, Greater love is no one than this than to lay down His life for His friends. John 13, 15, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Number three, by serving other people, you are serving God's kingdom purpose for your life. Ephesians 2 verse 10, We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. 1 Peter 4 verse 10, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Number four, by serving, you are demonstrating God's love to a hurting world. You are the hands and feet of Jesus. You are the good Samaritan that God needs in the world. That rich young lawyer, when he comes to Jesus, all he wants is a good time in church. All he wants is to know that he is okay with God and that He will make to heaven. And Jesus says, no, let me tell you what this is all about. Love God and love your neighbour as yourself. And He says, who's my neighbour? Wanting to justify himself. And Jesus tells the story, not a parable. A man that is robbed by thieves, left beside the road, hurting. Do we even see the hurt in other people? Do we care that people are hurting? And that we should be the healing hands of Jesus Christ. That our word should carry the love of Jesus that will bring healing, pour oil into the wounds of those that are broken and hurting in this world. Otherwise, what is Christianity all about? About your rules and your laws and your regulations? And nobody is healed by that. That's why Jesus was so different. He was criticized for being a friend of publicans and sinners. 
He was criticized for sitting with a woman at the well of Samaria that people demeaned because she was a Samaritan and she had a bad reputation. She had five husbands. The one she was living with was not her husband, but Jesus doesn't go and judge her. The woman caught in adultery, people are ready to stone her, to kill her, to take her out. Not Jesus, He covers her, He protects her, He heals her, He loves her where she is and then He lifts her and He breaks the power of sin over her life and He says, go and sin no more. People will never stop sinning if they've not experienced the unconditional love of God. Say Amen in Jesus' Name. So here comes a priest, a modern day priest, a Christian. We're a royal priesthood. He sees the man, but he passes by on the other side, a Levite. Somebody involved in the ministry. He comes to the place, he looks and he passes by the other side. But then a certain Samaritan, it's amazing. And he owes South Africa, let me tell you, all of you know what it As your car along the path broke, was het nie wit ouwe in sy fancy BMW of Mercedes wat gestop het nie. Dit was die swart man wat in sy bakkie gestop het. Dan sê hy vir jou, sorry vir die terminologie, in die oost in Afrika, dan sê, hallo baas, kan ek jou help? Dan help hy jou. Terwyl hy elke ander man met sy fancy motor voorbij jou jaag, dan is hy wat niks het nie. Dan is hy die een wat jou raak sê. Don't let, when we have a lot, don't let us stop seeing the needs, the hurts, the wants, the hunger for love in other people. Come on, shout Amen in Jesus' Name. But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him, he had compassion. Compassion is God's love in action. Compassion is more than talking. Compassion is doing. Want jylle kom uit die kroeg uit, gaan terug naar die kroeg sonder om te drink, gaan drink een glas melk. I did it for years, all the clubs, all the pubs, and I was never in one of them legally. It's not a great reputation, but it's true. The old Victoria Hotel, Hellevee House, Oranje Hotel, alle hotelle, ek het al uitgang van 14 tot 18. In elk geval, as on, uh, um, in, uh, then after I got saved, I returned, and I ordered a glass of milk. And I took my Bible and put it on the counter. This is why I'm here. I'm not here to come and party, party. Say hello, what drink you? Op your van what drink you? Milk. Milk with what? Milk with vodka. Milk with cane. Coca Rico. Say, give me my double milk, man. Give me my full milk. Full room. <laughs> but I knew I had to go back to those places. I knew I had to go tell those people what Jesus did for me. I said I knew I had to go back to those places and tell people what Jesus did for me. Because when we stop telling people what Jesus did for us, we become hard and we become callous and we lose touch with people in the world out there. We lose touch with people that are really hurting. Out there, I thought some of our government officials need to actually go back into the townships and, and go back and see how the people are living after 28 years and stop their stupid polit- political speeches and get their hands dirty and begin to bring hope to the people of South Africa like some ministers should do as well. Get back where the needs are. Get back among the hurt. 
get out of your pious high horse chair religion with your opinion about everybody else and get close to the hurts of people and see that people are hurting from the wealthiest to the poorest people are hurting and we are the solution we are the hope of the world so thank you for availing yourself to be a good Samaritan bandaging up the wounds of people pouring in the oil and the wine some of you are literally pouring in the wine amen and he he set him on his own animal and he brought him to church why do you come to church with an empty seat tell that person I'm picking you up well firstly you have to show up right and then stop showing up by yourself I want to close with this statement and hear it for what it is Mother Teresa because people criticized me highly for meeting with the president with other religious leaders. Listen, when you fight a battle, you find common ground and you fight what you have to fight. You don't say judgmentally to the Hindu, to the Muslim, to anybody that you're not worthy to sit at the same table. Because who made you more worthy? Because Christ definitely did not come to give you a superiority complex. He came to give you compassion for everybody. And it's your love that will change somebody that is bound by another religion, not your debate. It's your love that's gonna change that person. Love that that person doesn't experience. Not looking down your nose at people, but loving them where they are, as they are, for who they are, and then leading them out of that place with the love of God. But you love a person firstly, where they are, for who they are, And that acceptance and love eradicates the power of sin. But when love is conditional, like this one wealthy man said, all my life I had to earn my father's love and I had to work and they were billions and billions and billions, 6,000 employers working for him. Says the first time I heard that God loves me. I don't have to do anything for God to loves me, love me. God just loves me. And I wanna tell you my brother and my sister, that's the gospel truth. God loves you when you were a sinner. God loved you. God loves you where you are. God loves you as you are. God loves you, my friend, on TBN. TBN, yet to praise TV in India, in Pakistan, in China, wherever you are this morning. I want to tell you that God loves you. And there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. And I pray that He touches you this morning with His love with His grace and with His mercy. And I pray that you will find the mercy of God and that God's love will break the power of sin over your life. But you don't have to first get yourself right to come to God. I'm so tired when I hear people say you have to fix yourself. You couldn't fix yourself. The law could not fix us. The Bible says what the law could not do. Fixing sin, God did by sending His Son. And He condemned sin in the flesh when He died on that cross and He broke the power of sin over our lives. So now when you accept Jesus Christ, you walk out of a prison free from guilt and slavery. Open your heart in TV land this morning and invite Jesus Christ to take His place in your life and never doubt the love that God has for you. He loves you where you are. In Jesus' Name, God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give them a God bless you as they leave us. Mother Teresa, listen. You know, I'm tired of people fighting among churches and calling 
say the Roman Catholic Church this and calling the Anglican Church this or calling Charismatics this, etc. Don't we realize we're all on the same side? Don't we realize we washed in the blood of Jesus Christ if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? So all your opinions will not change people. But God's love in you will change people. And I've led, not just in church, but personally I've led maybe tens of thousands, hundred thousand plus people to the Lord, sitting with drunk people on the street, sitting with confused people, witnessing to prostitutes just where they are and seeing how God's love changes people. Let's never forget what this is all about, that it's about God's love for humanity and that people matter, every person. We cannot categorize people and exclude them from God's love ever. It doesn't mean we justify any sin. We hate sin, but we love the sinner. And we love the sinner where they are. We love the sinner. And we know God's love is the remedy that will eradicate every trace of sin out of that person's life. Not the law. Not preaching Christianity as law. But drawing people closer to Jesus. Leading people into a personal encounter with Jesus will change your life forever. Not legalism, but love. Let love be real. Let love be without prejudice. Let love be kind. Let love be merciful. Let love be tender. Let love be Jesus personified through you. Read the Gospels and see how Jesus worked with sinners and see how He changes His tone when it comes to religious people because religious people don't care about sinners. They care about their religion that changes nobody. That's why they criticize Jesus. They called Him a friend of sinners. He sat at home with notorious sinners. He sat with chief sinners. They called Him a wine bibber because His friends were people that were drinking. Hello? Die probleem met van jylle is wat nie hier is verochend nie. Jylle is te gekerk. Jylle is te gekerk. Kerk, 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 kerk. Jy is net as in kerkmense. Jy is nie as in sondaars nie. Jy hoef nie bang te wees om jyself te verloor nie man. Gaan in die wereld in. Weer hier wees die licht van die wereld. En nou op om hier die godsdienst doen, ding te doen. Dat jy net as in kerkmense is. Gaan bykie na gym toe waar die ongeredders is. Gaan bykie ergens waar die ongeredders is en begin reik soos sondags, ek sê nie met reik soos alcohol nie, ek sê, maak jou wou op, en sien, jy is die licht van die wereld, jy is die sout van die wereld, en dit, die wereld wil verander dier Godse, liefde, onvoorwaardelike liefde, verstaan jy die verskil, onvoorwaardelik, wat onvoorwaardelike aanvaarding insluit, was that to Afrikaans, unconditional love and unconditional acceptance for that person where they are at that moment. Doesn't mean I accept the sin. It means I love you. Full stop. I do not love you if I love you. I agape you. I, I, I accept you. Then 
love will work because it's a force like no other. But while we love up to a point, we rob people of hope. When we look at people with judgment and criticism, it's like they have to run away from the church. We don't want sinners running away from the church. It's like telling cancer patients, we know you've got cancer, but we're not going to call you and label you cancer, 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 cancer. I mean, when my brother fought cancer for 20 months before he died, we didn't label him. Why should I label any sinner? Why should I label any sinner? Every time he went to the hospital, they never spoke about his cancer. They spoke about the cure, the remedy. Amen. Don't be so quiet if I'm preaching the truth. Say amen as if you believe it. Mother Teresa says, I see somebody dying, I pick him up. I find somebody hungry, I give him food. He can be loved and he can love once he has been loved. Don't look at his color. Well, she says, I don't look at his color. We do. I don't look at his religion. We do. I don't look at anything. Every person. Every person, whether he's a Hindu, a Muslim, a Buddhist, a sinner, I see as my brother and my sister. It doesn't mean she denies Christ. It means when I accept you and when I love you, you will become my brother and you will become my sister and I will lead you to the cross and you will make heaven you will make those pearly gates. Come on, CRC. Let's be relentless in our love. Let's be relentless in our passion. Let's be relentless in our pursuit of sharing the gospel of Jesus and sharing the message of Calvary with every person in our world. Let's go to those marginalized colored communities. Let's go to those people that are hurting and suffering. Let's go to the wealthy that are crying and drinking and snorting cocaine and let's show the love of Jesus, but let judgment be far from us because we do not sit in a seat of judgment for we ourselves have not been judged. We have been forgiven. We have received the grace and the mercy of God and therefore we should be merciful and loving and kind in Jesus' name. Paul says it just like this. He says, some of you were just like those in the world. Now you act like you never were. He says you were just like those, the extortioners, the drunkards, the liars, the thieves, the gossipers, the adulterers, the fornicators. You were just like them. Yeah. That makes you a fornicator. Whoops, now will you lie, you're too late for. But you let it forget, want you let it forget. But you want me to point out everybody else's sin and tell people how wicked and how bad they are. That's not the gospel of Jesus Christ because you were just like that. You were wicked, you were a sinner and now you are saved by the grace of God. Don't get on your high horse. Stay humble and stay merciful and stay loving and stay forgiving towards people in the world because soon 
they will be where you are being the hands and the feet of Jesus in a broken world. I will say there is no none just, not one. There is no perfect. But for the grace of God, there go I. Saved by grace, kept by grace. And I want to say to all of you, beautiful people, our beautiful children that are here this morning as well, wave at me, come. I think I'm going to take you every Sunday. Yeah, I won't. They do a much better job than me. I, no, yes, okay, I love you too. But listen, I don't have that grace. I, uh, <laughs> I was like, I think 23, and the Sunday school teacher didn't show up, and the pastor says, go do the Sunday school. It was the worst nightmare I ever had. And it wasn't even a lot of people. It was like 20 kids, and there I'm standing. And you look at me, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, and I mean, I was as tired. I was like, that's it, that's it. I know what I'm not called to. Even raising three kids was grace, 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 coming home and Moses, dear my God, look, I thought, Jesus. One is enough, then we got two. Then I thought, okay, thank God. Two is enough, then we got three. Then I said to Noretta, really now, we have to snip everything now. <laughs> I want to thank you for what you have done for people. It matters. I want to ask you to continue to be faithful because it matters. Your journey as a leader in this house affects many other people. Stay faithful because we are faithful to you and God has been faithful to you in this church. Stay faithful. Stay planted. Stay in the Word. We're on the same side and that is to plunder hell and populate heaven. That's our mission. It's never going to change. Luke 4, 18 and 19. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. No one moving this morning. Oh, how He loves you. <clears throat> Sometimes it's the little simple songs and the simple things we do that make people feel loved. That lady that stands in a queue or she's going through the basket and she's just, you can see she doesn't have the money and you just say, can I pay your groceries? Or, or say to her, just put anything in that basket that you want today and I'm going to bless you. And afterwards you say, it's because God loves you. God loves you. Let's continue CRC to be the salt and the light of the world. But maybe you're sitting here this morning, you've never experienced God's love. You've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe this morning if you died, you don't know where you would go. Spend time for eternity. I want to tell you that you matter so much that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. And there is one way to heaven. His name is Jesus accepting what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago. And then the journey of repentance and sanctification begins. But first, you accept Him as your Lord and your Saviour. And you invite Him into your heart as you are and where you are. God loves you. There's nothing you can do that will make God stop loving you. No place you have gone where God does not love you. 
Well, every head is bowed, every eye closed. Yeah, in Bloemfontein, South and North, in Johannesburg, in Valcom. You're sitting here today, you say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus. If I died, I'm not sure that I'll go to heaven. Or maybe you're sitting here today and you say, I served God, but I've wandered away from my Father's house. Then wander back to God. Come back to Jesus today. Give your life to Jesus today. Come back to your Father. He loves you. Stop feeling guilty and full of shame. Stop blaming yourself for all the things that went wrong in your life. And make a decision to have a clean start with God today. Because His mercies are new every morning. Today, you can come and receive God's love and God's forgiveness. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You say, Pastor, that's me. I need a fresh start with God, a new beginning. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. If that's your desire, quietly, wherever you are, just slip up your hand. I want to say a prayer for you. Please lift your hands all over this place. Lift it up high, 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 quickly. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Raise it up. God bless you. Raise it up. Raise it up. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Now, in Jesus' Name, slip it up. More joy in heaven over one person that repents and comes back to God than 99 that are just having a church service. That's heaven's values different. Heaven is eternity minded all the time. All the time. Amen. Put your hand on your heart and pray this prayer with me, all of you this morning. Say, Jesus, this morning I give my life back to you. Thank you for loving me just as I am. I believe with all my heart. You died for my sin. You rose from the grave and you're alive. Today, I surrender all to you. And I thank you for accepting me and for loving me just as I am. And that today, a new journey in my life begins as I pursue you as my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' Name, Amen and Amen and Amen. Come on, we give them a big... Hand clap. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.